You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back, my friends. As always, it is an honor and a pleasure to have you here at College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and it is going to be a wonderful episode, as they always are. And I'm always so excited. It's 2021. Great things are going to happen. We're going to put the 2020 year behind us, and we're going to start thinking about new positive ways to direct ourselves towards the outcome we ultimately desire to see ourselves achieve in 2021. For those of you who are starting the spring semester, then I'm sure you are thoroughly excited about the opportunities that await you. Look, 2020 was extremely difficult for a lot of people, but we don't want to hold on and hang on to the baggage that occurred from then. We want to release that and we want to become a newer, better version of ourselves. And so for me to help facilitate that for you, I am going to bring on today one of my dear, dear friends. She's an excellent peer of mine. We work together a lot. We're actually putting something together for the College Success Habits community that will come out later on in the spring or summer. But for now, I want to get straight to the conversation. This is Michelle Mehta, right? You may have caught her on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, right? She interviewed Deepak Chopra. That was super cool. She's worked with organizations like SpaceX, Wells Fargo, Coca-Cola. She's even got some celebrity clients underneath her belt. She's going to have a TED Talk that's going to come out. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. She is a certified professional co-active coach. She is an associated certified coach through the International Coach Federation, and she's a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. Like, come on, that is a beautiful trifecta, and you know how I feel about NLP. I talk about it all the time. Without any further ado, welcome, Michelle Mehta. Hello, my friend. How are you today? Hi, Jesse. Thank you so much for being allowing me to be here. It's been a pleasure seeing you grow, and I've been following your podcast since you've entered my world, and it's an amazing podcast. It's a pleasure to be here as a guest. Thank you, know, you. Thank you for being here. We are so symbiotic in what we do and in, in our desire to be of service to the high school, college community, the youth of today. You know, I know so much about your story, and I know what drives you moving forward with what you're doing. When you think about what it is that you bring to the youth of today and, and the contribution that you bring, what is that? What is, there, what is it something that really sparks you to a message that you enjoy sharing with you know, the youth out there who are still battling who they are, right? They're still creating their entire identity. What is something that you like to talk to them about? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you. Number one is know yourself. What is it that you really, really want? What is it that you really, really believe in? Because if you don't believe in yourself, no one's going to take you seriously. You know, it's funny that Jesse and I are talking about this because right before the call, Jesse and I were talking about, we're doing coaching related to how somebody told me that the coaching industry isn't the right industry for me. And that in fact, I should be doing something related to financial services something that was my first job out of college and going back into that. Coaching industry is a brand new industry. When I say brand new, it's about 30 years old compared to financial services, which is about 150 years old. That is 
a big difference right there. And so knowing the ability that, hey, you know what, I am a new generation, a new in a new industry, which is coaching. I Jesse Mogo suggested that I am a certified professional coach. I am an accredited coach, the International Coaches Federation, and I'm a neuro-linguistic program practitioner has allowed me to really understand that I have to trust myself first and foremost. And for that, it comes down to what is it that you truly believe in? What are your core values? And I'm not talking about friends and family and being family oriented. I'm talking about your own internal core values. What makes you, you? And that's probably one of the biggest things that I can share with you guys today. You know, I love where this conversation immediately went because let's think about what so many people in high school and college would be dealing with. And for my listeners out there, I'm sure you've had this and I'm sure if not you, somebody close to you, you come to your parents, you come to your main caregiver and you say, Hey, this is what I want to be studying in college. This is the kind of career I'm looking to get into computer science. And I want to, I want to develop apps. I'm going to make this app and this app is going to do this. And this is going to be amazing. I want to, I want to, I want to code the new Bitcoin. Right. And, there's so many of these jobs that didn't even exist 20 or 30 years ago. And all of a sudden we bring this to the table and say, yep, this is what I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing. There's going to be this disconnect with that generation who may not be able to wrap their heads around that. And so I love how you brought up and with your own personal experience that, you know, for those of you listening out there who may have seen this or experienced this in your life, you might be getting pushed to go in one particular direction with your college career, with what you're studying, even though you know what you want to be doing. And I think it's important that you really understand what values you're putting around what it is you're choosing to study and what it is you want out of your life. And you're making sure that you're holding yourself accountable to achieve that and not letting other people's opinion of what they want your life to look like affect the decisions you're making now as you're laying the foundation for what will ultimately become your amazing tree of life. I love that. I feel like everybody, every single human being is a tree, right? When you look at a tree, you don't realize what's beneath the trunk. You don't know how far the roots are going. And you also, in some cases, don't even know how tall the tree is because what you see is just your model of the world. And I know in the NLP world, we talk about that a lot. Jesse, I know, talks about it a lot, that your model of the world is unique to you. And so what is important to you? When you think of yourself as trusting yourself, what belief systems are you actually running with? What belief systems are you actually wearing? And what belief systems are actually yours or are they someone else's worth that you're wearing? You know, we start thinking that, oh, childhood is where the body shaming starts. Or we think about teenagers where the body shaming starts. It actually starts way beyond that. It starts even generations before us right? Women are supposed to be a certain way. Men are supposed to behave a certain way. Men are supposed to wear certain shoes and women are supposed to wear certain shoes and et cetera, et cetera. What's really important is what feels good to you. Authenticity is what's missing in this world right now. In 2021, authenticity, integrity, trust is what is missing in my opinion. It starts with us when we want to bring that on. I love authenticity as an idea too, because when you look at social media and so many people spend a ton of time on there, I will I will debate till the cows come home that this is not a millennial issue. This is a worldwide issue. People staring at their phones constantly. And what we doubt 
that we actually see on there is authenticity, right? When you actually come across someone who's authentic on their social media, who shows the bad, who shows them the not so great uh, over somebody who just literally curates every little video and is always dropping the filter on there, there, there's a drive to want to be around those people who are being authentic. And I cannot express enough to those of you listening out there who might feel that people won't accept you the way that you are. Uh, a program that I've been in development with College Success Habits for a while um, is it's uh, it's called loose title right now. Be yourself. Start your own tribe, meaning don't change who you are to fit into a little box for other people. Create your own tribe. Be yourself. Be authentic. And people who are drawn to that will come to you and you'll have your own world where you won't have to worry about conforming to somebody else's ideals of what your life should look like. That's a mic drop moment. I'm going to clap for that one. Excellent. I really, truly believe that. You know, when I look at 2020 and I look at my business at that point, right, there were opportunities that came my way that were not really client opportunities. They were more of credibility opportunities. These opportunities came from me being a two-time international bestselling author in the year of the pandemic. I was able to do a TV segment for San Antonio Fox talking about keeping teenagers safe on the internet, especially when schools are going online more and more. And at the same time, I'm able to even nail a TEDx talk for Cal State Fullerton, a local university, my university that I went to, and that is virtually happening on February 12th at 5 p.m. Pacific. These opportunities came to me because I was living my life on purpose. I was doing something that felt alignment with me. I am 32 years old. I get what teenagers are going through. I get what college students are going through because I'm at that age where I understand what you guys are going through. I grew up with Instagram. I grew up with Facebook. I even grew up with MySpace. Right? Things that you may not even remember. I remember because I am part of that. MySpace. That's beautiful. Yeah. My, MySpace. MySpace. Oh my goodness, MySpace. I definitely remember that. You know, I would say this. Whether whether the youth of today, you know, and I mean, look, I'm in my 40s now. One of the reasons why I love talking to the college students so much is I honestly think that I'm pretty much locked in right around 25 as far as my maturity goes. And I mean, look, it, it's the same issues that we're all facing, right? There was a disconnect. There was a sense of isolation. Uh, hell, there was a sense of isolation before we all got locked in our in our dorm rooms or in our apartments and had to study on a computer. Isolation can be felt in a room of a thousand people. And so the issues that I think that the youth of today go through, the college, high school, middle school students go through today, we're still a very emotionally unintelligent society. And because of this, we raise unemotional, intelligent children. I was raised by unemotional parents who are unemotionally intelligent parents because their parents were unemotionally intelligent. And so one of the things that I'd like to get your opinion on is, you know, what are some of the ways that the kids today, the, the, the young adults out there can start working on their emotional intelligence, right? Because we, we know depression is increased during the pandemic. We know that the isolation feelings have increased. Uh, we know that the suicides have gone up. We know that drug addiction and alcohol addiction have gone up within, I mean, the whole society at large, but definitely within that 18 to 30 range. So what do you recommend out there for those who are looking to become more emotionally intelligent and, and so that they can foster this inside themselves? Yeah, thank you so much, Jesse, for that. Number one, when you feel something, whether it be anger, happiness, sadness, joy, 
whatever you are feeling, even surprised or shocked, whatever you are feeling, own it. Don't run away from it. Celebrate the fact that you can actually feel it. Because a lot of people, a lot of human beings, a lot of Americans are not attuned with their emotions because they've been told at a younger age that, hey, boys don't cry. It's not okay. It's not okay to show your tears. I say, feel everything. Because what emotion actually is, is energy in motion. It is just energy flowing through your body and has different ways of experiencing it. About an hour ago, I literally had an emotional breakdown when I felt like, oh my God, my dream just shattered into a million pieces. I embraced it. I cried and I hysterically cried. And I, was, I felt so much better knowing that I had the ability to do so. Right now, emotions is what is needed. Whatever you are feeling, whether it be anger, rage, happiness, sad, amplify it, celebrate the fact because that's gonna allow you to really be more human, right? We are not puppets. No one's controlling us through strings above our heads. We are in charge of our own actions, our own thoughts, our own words. Start owning what that, where is that coming from? Own it from your body, right? Our body and our head are two different things. Our body will sense something. Well, you can even get butterflies when you're on a roller coaster. How many of you guys been on a roller coaster and you see that and you're, there's butterflies in your stomach, right? And then you're going down super fast and then that exhilaration happens, right? That is your body showing excitement, right? Where you're screaming and no voice comes up. If you've gone skydiving, you know, when you're dropping that first 30 seconds, 90 seconds, no matter how hard you scream, no voice is coming out, right? Your body is experiencing that energy. So wherever you are, know your emotions. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but in the next 24 hours in the United States, about 1,400 teenagers will attempt suicide. And that is because they don't know who they are and they're not able to express their emotions. So I would encourage all of you guys to really, really celebrate the emotion that you're feeling. Negative, positive, neutral, own it. And that's gonna allow you to be a part of a higher emotional intelligence society that is much needed in this world today. It's very much needed. You know, it makes me think of the, um, the triune brain, um, which is something I read about a while ago where you have that reptilian brain and this part of the brain, it, it handles like physical activities, coordination, right? It's the one that develops when we're a child. Uh, we get into the middle stage, which is that mammalian brain, the mammal brain. And this part is responsible for our emotional responses. And it's the one that we develop at a young age, all the way up really until our brains, be, you know, cease, to, you know, they say, they, they say the brain ends development at 25, but let's face it, it never stops. Um, but really the, the, the thinking brain starts to take over and starts to be able to really fully develop as we get into our late teens and, and into our twenties. And this is something that we're constantly working on. And so when we think about our uh, if we think about this reptilian brain, it's our physical coordination. It's our physical body. We think about the mammalian brain. It's the emotional responses we have to thing, things. And then we think about our thinking brain. We have these three different areas and they don't communicate very well. And so when you were emotionally stunted as a child, whenever you weren't shown the proper ways of handling your emotions, um, you begin to, to come up with various ways to bury them down. Or maybe you were maybe you were told to overexpress your emotions, and therefore that's what you do now. And then you get out into the real world, you get out into the college world where you don't have this cocoon of safety that your parents have connected you with. And now all of a sudden you're dealing with a whole world judging you based on your emotions. And so it's very interesting to to always hear how other people 
are able to, um, you know, just be at peace with what they feel in that moment. When you work with college kids, when you talk to them, what is it that you sense is their biggest um, obstacle to just being okay with the fact that we are ultimately just these feeling machines who also have thoughts? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really good point. I think the word that comes to me is shame and embarrassment. Right, when we are forced to behave a certain way, right? When you see a, a two-year-old, they don't care what the world thinks of them. They're just gonna wobble, they're gonna fall, they're gonna hit, you know, sit on their diaper, they're gonna do all the crazy things and we don't judge them. Now that you guys are 18, 19, 20, 21, everything now becomes a judgment factor. If I drink too much, I'm being judged. If I drink too little, I'm being judged. If I smoke too much, I'm being judged. If I smoke too little, I'm being judged. Weed, no weed, all of that stuff is all about judgment. And so all of us now we created labels, right? And the only way to avoid those labels, if you are so strong within yourself and you are so comfortable and confident in who you are being every single day, it doesn't matter what you look like, right? We see Jim Carrey. Right, Jim Carrey, an amazing actor, right? Ace Ventura, he's making all of these crazy faces. We as the audience love that, right? He had no choice but to behave that way because the role asked for it. And if he had done it with a very straight face, it would not have been a great movie, right? If we follow what these actors are doing and we exemplify that, we are actually gonna be a lot happier. Robin Williams, Mrs. Delphire. Right? He dressed up as a woman, hair is on fire, clothes are on fire. It didn't matter, right? He made us laugh, yet he also committed suicide because he couldn't handle his emotions, right? The root cause of all of this is how are you showing up emotionally to yourself? Don't worry about people outside of you. It's you with you. I always tell myself, it's me, it's me myself, and I. That's what matters to me the most. And that could be selfish, that could be selfless. If I don't take care of myself, this conversation with Jesse and I would not be happening. Yes, well, I'll tell you, there's two things, that, there's two different metaphors that makes me think of. One, it's the airplane one. Put the mask on yourself or you're not gonna have any oxygen to help the, the person next to you put on the mask. Um, and there was another, I'm, I'm trying to think of what else that you just said um, that made me think of another example. You were talking about Robin Williams, talking about self-expression. Um, then that made me think of create your own tribe. And then it made me think of what else did it make me think of? I can't remember that now, but that's a, that's a super bummer. Cause there was, there was a point to be made there oh, about, about depression. Ultimately the way you decide to express your emotions. Oh, there it was. It takes me a little while. We're not even going to edit that out. We keep this stuff in, right? I want people to, I want people to be able to have an understanding of how my brain works in any given day, depending on what groups of people I'm talking to, if I'm talking to high school, college kids, I've been called old. Oh my God, you're 44. You're so old. And meanwhile, then I'll go off and I'll talk to the addiction recovery community. All right. And there's a lot of people in their forties, fifties, sixties. And they're like, Oh, you're so young. You have so many years, right? It's all perspective right? It's absolutely subjective to their own point of view. 
So for those, so listen, y'all, you're out there and you're thinking the way you act, the way, the kind of jokes you want to tell, the kind of emotions you want to express. One group will chastise you and say, ah, don't, don't act that way around us. We don't want your emotions. Another group will be like, yay, you're finally expressing emotions, right? It's like when I say about breakups, one person's I never want to see you again is another person's I've been looking for you everywhere. So if there's a, if there's a social group that doesn't seem to want to accept you and embrace you, that's awesome. You don't have to waste any more time with those people. Thank God that they told you that and they didn't lie to you and act like they wanted you around and punk on you behind your back. No, you have learned they are not interested. Awesome. One person's I never want to see you again is another person's I've been looking for you everywhere. Go find that group that's been looking for you everywhere and be able to express yourself the way that you desire to express yourself. I love that. It was only about four years ago that I realized that my biggest values that I didn't know I had until I took my coaching class was self-expression. That was something that I've always thought about and I never was able to embrace it, could never put words to it. That coaching class helped me put words to self-expression. And I realized that as I was going through life, going through elementary school, middle school and high school, and even through college, the one thing that kept me going was my ability to just be myself. All of my friends were going into one path and I always happened to choose the left path. All my friends ran away from telemarketing, being a finance major, I ran towards it. All of my friends were like, you know, we're gonna go find that corporate job and we're gonna get into the management level. I still, at 32 years old, cannot get a management level position until I started my own business, right? Our own paths are different, we're unique. That's why no five fingers are the same. No two brains are the same. And that's why when you do things outside of yourself, you create a community. I've been looking for a community for such a long time, being an entrepreneur, a sole entrepreneur, as in it's just me, myself, and I, right? I wanted to connect with people that were like-minded. I happened to find one friend that then knew 10 other people, and I found my group, right? It's so important to just go out and share your message because the right people are going to support you. And the people that don't get it will tell you everything to step away from that. You, if you are strong enough, will make it. And I am a true believer of that. I knew I was going to write one book, did not know a second book was going to happen. Now, these books are co-authored, as in multiple people wrote towards the same project. My job right here was to share my message in the best way possible, right? Because I truly believed in my message. I truly believed in the purpose of giving out and being a humble servant. So when you talk to college kids, high school kids, and you, they, they, you get them to wrap their head around this idea. You know, it's this, it's, 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 it's almost this dichotomy. We get, we get, we go to college and we're told be individuals, you know, embrace your individualistic identity, you know, discover who you are, go out there and, and be yourself. And at the same time, we're going to teach you all of this knowledge so that you can fit inside this little system and you can get a job and you can go off and you can get into corporate America or you, you can get into politics, you can get into government and right. And then you can start to climb the ladder. And that's all, that's all group oriented, which in that within most of those organizations, they do not foster that individualistic identity, right? You know, you're seeing more of it in the tech world now, but certainly not in, let's say, the healthcare field where it's like, nope, you got you to conform. We've got a system. You must be in it. So what do you, like, what, how do you even begin to broach that conversation with someone who's like, you're being told in college to, you know, self-identify and be individualistic, but we're also teaching you how to immediately conform as soon as you get out. <laughs> 
enjoy these four years, kids, because that's it. After that, you got to become a drone who just clocks in and clocks out and works for their living and, you know, works for the weekend. And that's all you get. You get two days off. You better have fun. That was awesome animation, Jesse. You guys, you know, this needs to go on live so you guys can just see that part of Jesse just animation. You know, what's really important here is that, yes, there is a system. Even in college, there's a system, right? Show up to class, do the midterms, do the final exams, get a grade, right? At the end of the day, there is your own identity, which is your own core value system. What is it that you truly believe in? Because within a system, there's also individualistic, right? A system is made with different components put together. It's, so it's very important to know what is your core value. And when you are in a structured environment, some people love the structure. I, for some reason, loved it and I also hated it. I remember I would work from home in my pajamas at 22 years old. And my parents were like, you're still in your pajamas? Look at us going to work and going to the corporate thing. And why are you still in your pajamas? I said, the work from home lifestyle. This is what feels comfortable to me, right? Not realizing I was actually planting a seed for a work from home environment come the pandemic. I'm totally on it. I'm used to it, right? Because that seed was planted, right? So we don't know what the future holds. We do know what today holds. And what is it that is important to you today? Despite of that structure, or you feel like you fit in and you feel like you don't fit in, know your core value system and know the confidence that you have. If you don't like an environment, don't apply there. If you love that environment, apply there. There are a lot of companies today in today's day and age that will support the structured and the work from home lifestyle, right? There's lots of entertainment. Dress up in your costumes, show up to work in your costume because that's their culture. So when you apply for a job and when you are applying for an internship, find out what their corporate culture is. Ask them questions about their culture. There's companies like AAA, you have to wear tights underneath your dresses and your skirts. You cannot show a bare leg. You have to have certain amount, like types of shoes. You have to have certain colors that you have to wear, right? What fits your personality? Apply there. If that doesn't fit your personality, don't apply there, right? So figure out who you are by doing affirmations that support you. Affirmations are sentences that start with I am, right? Knowing that you are enough. So you would say something like I am enough. Knowing that you matter, that you are important, and you would say something like, I matter. Knowing that you yourself are loved. And if you don't love yourself, no one else can love you more than you more than you love yourself. So if you hate yourself, you're gonna get more hate towards you. If you love yourself, you're gonna get more love towards you. So start thinking about loving yourself and what that actually looks like. Every single part should be loved from head to toe, from left arm to the right arm, every single body part should be loved. And that will allow your heart to love you even more. You know, knowing what we know about neuro-linguistic programming and how you can go in and you can, you know, you can actually step outside of these moments that you have memorized that led you to have negative beliefs or negative emotions towards yourself or towards others, being able to go above the event and learn from it in, in, in perceptual positions, right? Being able to go outside of your own eyes and see it from the other person's perspective or see it from a fly on the wall perspective. This is the genius and the, and the brilliance of NLP is it's really just the owner's manual for the mind. It's just a blueprint of, of, of what's going on inside of our heads so that we can really go back and just start to see things in a more healthy way, right? There's, a, there's always a lesson to be taken from something. And if 
so many people are like, nope, this was a bad experience and I must hold on to it and I must carry this burden of trauma around on me. And then there's others who like, nope, I'm going to lift this up off my shoulders. I'm going to set it down and it will become the next step, the next stone that will build this, 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 this amazing life that I am creating for myself. And so for those of you who are listening to that thinking, how can I possibly love myself? I, I did this or I did that or this happened to me or th- somebody told me this. Um, this is the kind of stuff that Michelle and I are going to be talking about in the future when we come to colleges and we go to high schools is this idea that if you have a, an unlove for yourself, and I'm using air quotes here, more than likely that's been implanted or imprinted upon you by someone else because no one really wants to walk around in life hating themselves. That doesn't seem, no one wakes up and says, boy, you know what I'd really like to do today? I really hope that I hate myself a ton and that I let anxiety and stress eat at me and cause disease in my life. That would be really cool. Yeah, we should aim for that today. (laughs) When you hear all that, Michelle, what's your inspirational message that you want to share to my audience today? Well, it's a power of one, right? It's going to take one experience to make it a good one or a bad one. And then the next experience is going to be either a good one or a bad one. So the choice is always yours. You know, we talk about NLP as neuro-linguistic programming. I always believe it's a never-ending, limitless possibilities. Never-ending, limitless possibilities. As in, you are always in control of what's important to you. You are always in control of what's happening for you. And every single life experience that is happening, is happening for you. Jesse's talking about hating yourself. I went through elementary and middle school hating myself. I hated the way my arms looked. I hated the way my body was looking. I just hated myself. And I would write that on my notebooks of like H-I-M because I didn't want people to think that I hated myself. And that was a thing. And it was not until my late 20s and currently years ago where I realized, oh my God, I had programmed myself to not, no matter what I did, it was never going to be good enough. Right. And that was a limiting belief that I had carried on. Then I got into the coaching world and I realized that I'm in my strength and I'm in my flow and I'm having these opportunities come to me. And my parents are actually, in fact, proud of me and that they had these high standards and these high expectations and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I realized, you know what? I am so proud of myself. I started saying that to myself and that 2020 really showed me and put a bright light onto all of my strength and maybe the woman that I am today. So yes, past is your past, present is a present. Think of Christmas, right? Opening up a brand new present. Every single day is a new day filled with opportunities. What are your eyes, ears, heart listening to? What is your mind telling you with this new opportunity, right? Know the power of one and your past doesn't define you, your present defines you. I love that. I absolutely do. And, you know, you got me thinking, you know, everything you say triggers another 10 different conversations that we could have. Um, Whenever I think about mindset shifts, you know, the way I deliver that topic is that it takes experimentation and it takes evaluation, right? I mean, whenever somebody's like, you got to change your mindset around that. Everyone's like, okay, cool. Give me five steps to change my mindset and I'll follow them today. And and everything about my life will be better. And I'm like, man, it's too bad that it doesn't work that way right? Because it's subjective reality. It's what, you know, my point of view, my model of the world, the way I see the world might mean that in order to have a better mindset, I can just look in a mirror and say, I am, I am, I am, and follow it with nothing but positive affirmations. Well, somebody else is like, no, I can say that I'm awesome, but unless I see some proof that I'm awesome, I'm really just telling myself some stuff that's unbelievable. And this is where I say, okay, great. It takes experimentation and then it takes evaluation. 
if you tell yourself that you're awesome and you really want to feel that you're awesome, then you need to go and discover, okay, what would make me feel awesome? What do I need to do right now in order to feel awesome? What do I need to say to myself right now in order to feel awesome? What do I need to think about myself? What do I need to see myself do in order to walk away from that going, yep, I'm super awesome. Then go do it, right? There's that experimentation. And then you evaluate afterwards. Do you feel awesome? Right? Like what does awesome even mean? So you must, you must then first ask yourself, well, okay, if I think I'm awesome, what does that mean? What is, does that mean that your heart beats twice as fast as normal, right? Does that mean that somebody just threw a dollar bill at you like you were a homeless person and said, yay, you're awesome. Here's a dollar, go get a Taco Bell taco. Like, what does that mean? Because if you don't know what, when you say I am confident, if you don't know what that's actually gonna look like or feel like or sound like to you, then you have no evidence you have no way of proving that. And so I love what you're talking about. And this is, I mean, the conversation can go so much deeper, but when you hear me talk about mindset and experimentation and, and evaluation, what are your keys to the mindset shifts that we seek not only within ourselves, but within the community that, that we're speaking to? Yeah, absolutely. And as you were speaking, the phrase that I love the most is the be, do, have phrase. We as a society are trained to have it backwards. Have the life that you want, do the things to do, to have the life that you want, and then got to be, to do, to have, right? I say no. I say the new way of doing it is be confident, right? If you want to be confident, figure out what that being of confident looks like inside of your body. Does that mean the Wonder Woman pose? Does that mean the Superwoman Superman pose? What does that pose, what does that body look like to you when you think of I am confident, right? Then what is the next thing that you have to do, which is experimentation, which is do things that make you feel confident. One of the fastest way that I think that confidence happens is that when we wake up, we know we got to brush our teeth, right? It is the training. We know that morning hits, we know exactly what to do. We run to the bathroom, right? Now, whether you brush your teeth or not, that's a whole different story. But the first thing I know, I have to get up in the morning and go straight to the bathroom, right? That is a confident mindset, the smallest step like that. I know that my right hand is allowing me to write because I'm a right-handed person, right? So those are the things, the smallest things that will do that. And then to have is the life that you want to create with this confident mindset, with the confident actions, where you will eventually have the life that you want to create that is going to bring in that confidence. Right. So start thinking about be, do and have. I don't know about you guys, but I personally feel like we are all human beings. That is B-E capital underline that circle that we are not human doings. We are human beings. And that is a place that we have to start off with. That is why the affirmation are so important, because those are your soul contracts that you are writing based on your being that you are. And that is why the emotional intelligence shows up as well. So focus on the B. Mm. Yes, I love that. I focus on the B. And then when you attach, and you know, and it, one of the one of the things I'm gonna create for the college success habits community is like this value elicitation course. I'm just gonna give it away for free because I just think that it's super awesome and I think more people should do it, right? Because when you know your values, like for me, it's freedom, it's control, it's learning and application, and it's creative expression. And a lot of people are like, no, man, a value's got to be love or a value's got to be safety. I'm like, okay, 
values can be whatever the hell you want them to be. You can value, you know, you can, you might you might value a, a a slow walk in the rain. It can be, and everything you do in life is leading you towards this value of more slow walks in the rain. It can be whatever you decide it to be. And so, therefore, when I when people are like, you know, okay, so learning an application is one of your values. Yes. When I go to step into something, I'm like, okay, what can I learn from this? And then where can I apply? Because learning things just for the sake of learning without application, it's, it's, it's they're, they're, then what is the use? You know, knowledge isn't power. It's the application of the knowledge that brings about the power. And, and if you're using the power in a correct ecological way that benefits society, then that's based on love. And if you're using this power you attain from this knowledge and this application to dominate, then you're using fear. And, and that can be a whole nother episode by itself. So I love the idea, guys. Be be what do you want to be attach that to value when you do that you will strive to reach that being of your of the human part and that will fuel the doing right the the be then the do and then that'll ultimately give you the have you will earn you won't get it it won't just be given to you you earn the have and i think that is exactly the mindset so many college kids i think that there's so many different um there's, there's, there's all these inputs, right? Like, what are, what are your thoughts on all the inputs? There's the social media, and then there's, I mean, you know, you get on the computer and you have 57 tabs opened up and you're listening to my podcast, but you also got a book on the thing and oh, the TV's playing in the background, and the dog's barking, and then there's like, a roommate needs this. And oh my gosh, there's dishes in the sink. Like there's a million inputs. There's a million things going on. You know, what is your encouragement? And we're going to get you out of here on this question. What is your encouragement to help those out there struggling with, just calming the mind and, and, and getting laser focused on the task at hand. Because I think that being able to calm the mind and focus on the task at hand will give people this uh, innate ability to do, to be, right? They'll be and they'll be able to do because of the laser focused, calmed mind. Yeah, I absolutely love that. So one of the things that I trained my mind to do um, working with my life coach about five years ago was looking at the full moon, right? When you see a full moon, it only is shedding light on a particular area. That is what it's seen, right? And only the people that get the full moon are able to see it. So if it's a full moon in the United States, it may not be a full moon in India because India is about 12 and a half hours to 13 and a half hours away, depending upon the time difference with the daylight savings time and all. They're actually getting the daytime. They got the sun, we've got the night, right? And so with that comes the present moment which is the right here, right now. Jesse and I are in front of a computer. We have our phones. They are on do not disturb mode because we need to focus on the task right here. So when you bring your mind to the one thing, and there's a book called The One Thing, which allows you to just focus on the one thing, that will hence allow you to really get this task done. If you are washing the dishes, just wash the dishes. If you are taking a dog for a walk, just take the dog for a walk. If you're studying for a midterm for English, that's what you should be focusing on at that moment. And your productivity is going to skyrocket because multitasking is wonderful. We all are experts at it. Yet when it comes down to productivity, we all as a society suck at it because productivity is being measured by the ability to complete the task. And when you are multitasking, it means you have multiple tabs open, multiple tasks are happening and you're not able to focus on what's important to you. You can't focus on the conversation and you can't really focus on what you're learning as well. And so really, really pay attention to the one thing that's really important to you and 
you'll get done through it so much faster because those distractions are eliminated. I remember when I was in a writing class, creative writing class, and I was at the AOL back then, AIM instant messenger in the background running, and I was typing an essay and I shorthanded the word Y-O-U and I wrote a U instead. And the, the professor circled and said, this is not a text message. From that day forward, I realized I am not having multiple windows open. I'm just gonna focus on my paper and write that. So sometimes those small hacks, those small life lessons will teach you the big lesson. And that's when I say, you know, if I'm writing, I am not gonna have any distraction. That is why I do those things at night when everybody's sleeping. And if I'm on the phone, I make sure that the doors are closed and it's only me and the person in front of them because sometimes that's what we need. I love that. I especially love the, the bringing in the multitasking, which now, now I have to do an episode called multitasking versus task switching, because I've read blog posts or articles about how we don't really multitask, we task switch. And we think that because we, you know, we, we jump from window to window to window and it's like, oh, but look, I wrote this text message. I'm keeping that conversation going, but I'm also reading this internet article and I'm also copy and pasting it over to a page, uh, to a pages window. And I'm also, you know, now I'm cutting and pasting it. Look, I did all this stuff, but I did six things at once. I'm so good at multitasking, but it's not, it's task switching and your brain's not really fully focused on anything. And so it's nothing's getting hundred percent of you. And I love that. I think the idea that get laser focused, turn everything off and say, no, for the next hour, I'm only studying this. I'm only reading about this. When I wrote my book, College Success Habits, available on Amazon, shameless plug, um, I literally wrote the first chapter and that took me three hours. And I said, okay, well, there's seven more chapters to write. So if each takes three hours, that should be 21 more hours. And then let's just, that's 24 hours for all eight chapters total. And then let's just add six more hours for the idea that things could take a little longer. So that's 30 hours. I'd already completed three. I was like, okay, so that's 27 hours. And I just divided that up over the course of the next five days. And I wrote an entire book in a week. And I put it on a shelf. I came back to it 30 days later and I chopped it all up. I moved everything around and then that took me another 30 hours and then that was it i sent it off to the publisher and then that took you know even more blah 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 that was turns out the easiest part of writing a book is the actual writing of the book <laughs> all the other stuff is much more difficult but my point of telling that story is that i told myself nothing else I, there was no text messages there was no uh getting on the phone for the phone call it was literally from 7 a.m to 1 p.m that's all i did i sat there at that computer and i just knocked it out i'd get up and do some stretching uh but you know other than that drink go to the bathroom get some water but there was nothing but that and the book got done and when someone i hear people oh, i just can't write that paper Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, then you just, you're not carving out the time. Just stop multitasking, get to the task at hand and get it off your to-do list. Because if not, it's just going to stress you out for the next three weeks. Yes. And on top of that, I just want to let you guys know that whatever is in front of you, whatever task is in front of you, you are so worthy of giving it 150%. That task deserves all of your attention. You are so important. You know, this world, this college will not exist if it wasn't for your attendance and your admission. You are so extremely important. And so every single thing that you do, do it with TLC, tender love and care. Do it because you matter. Do it because you absolutely need to make a difference. And it starts with the smallest things, right? It starts with the smallest, smallest task on hand. The next, the next simplest step is how uh, we were taught it, right? That's what that was, what's the next simplest step? 
And that's a great point. We're going to, you know, again, we'll, we'll, I keep saying we're going to get you out of here on this and the conversation keeps growing. So we will get you out of here on this. But for those of you out there who hear that, you're like, just focus on the one thing in front of you and you are important. This isn't, this isn't social media where your value is somehow based upon how many follows or likes you get. Unfortunately, it seems that um, social media and the internet has put a score on our lives and how important we are seems to be getting based off of an application that honestly could get shut down, right? Facebook could just say, you know what, we're good here and just shut the whole damn thing down. And it doesn't even exist anymore. There, there's no one has the right to score your life. You can make an impact on one person by being nice to them on one random day. And that's more important than a thousand people liking your picture of your dog and you sitting there watching the sunset. You know, you never know when a kind word or a, or a simple hand out to help somebody can literally change the course of not just their day, but their entire life. And I think that's what Michelle and I use as the fuel to do what we do is knowing that if just one person hears this message and says, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with that self-destructive behavior. I'm done holding on to my suffering and using that as a burden. I'm going to take it off my shoulders and put it down on the ground. And I'm going to use it as the next stepping stone to the amazing life that is available to me if I'm willing to release the past and grow towards the future. Hearing all of that, Michelle, this is the final question. You have the microphone. The entire world can hear you right now. Everybody, magically, everybody will hear the words you're getting ready to say. What is the message of hope or inspiration, motivation, whatever it might be? What is the, what is the message you would love nothing more than for the entire world to hear out of your mouth? Thank you so much. My message for all of you guys is, and that's something that's fueled my life purpose. So I've been living this is by Mahatma Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world. Be the change that you want to see in the world. And that is by Mahatma Gandhi. That When I heard that quote and I found that quote, it has moved me in ways. It's allowed me to move mountains and it's allowed me to be the person that I am today. I would not be an influencer if I didn't want to be the change I want to see in the world. Being an Indian woman in the Indian community, focusing on personal development, being growing like a tree with roots that are hidden in the trunk and the branches, being able to focus on my personal growth and my personal mission. It all started off with be the change that I wanted to see in the world. And that is why I am a certified professional life coach. And that's what I do what I do. And that's why I love what I do. And so, and that is why Jesse and I connected because I said, you know what, I want to get my message across to people like you, to the college campuses. I, I mean, what are the odds? There's a gazillion TEDx local chapters, yet Cal State Fullerton, my own university that I spent five years at, gave me the opportunity for the TEDx talk that's happening on February 12th. And that all started off with be the change that I wanted to see in the world. So I'm encouraging you all to be the change that you want to see in the world. Ah, uh, beautiful. That is a that is a message and a half right there. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing for you all to hear. And I love that. And I really do subscribe to it. If you want the if you want, I don't know, stop global warming, if you want garbage to no longer be on the streets, if you want people to stop throwing cigarette butts on the ground, you want people to treat animals better, right? Then just you start doing it. Right, that energy you put out there will will feed. Somebody else might see you pick up a piece of garbage, and next thing you know, they're picking up a piece of garbage, and then somebody else is organizing organizing a garbage pickup. Like you just 
don't know the butterfly effect of your positive actions and the positive affirmations you can use on yourself. Michelle, you've been amazing. This has been a beautiful, beautiful conversation. We will definitely have you back on in the future. I know the TED Talk you're getting ready to do is going to be awesome. I can't wait to check that out on YouTube. I am obsessed with TED Talks. I think I've listened to so many. I have taken dutifully notes on those. <laughs> so I have no doubt I will take notes on yours as well. And uh, yeah, down in the road in the spring or the summer, you and I are going to be going and visiting colleges, whether it's via Zoom or in person, fingers crossed, in person. And we're going to go out there and we're going to shed some spot positive, some positivity on everybody. So thank you for being a member of the College Success Habits Club and for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate you and honor you for what you do. Thank you so much for having me. And for those of you that don't know who I am, you guys are able to follow me on Instagram at IamMichelleMeta.com. And Jesse will probably put the links in there as well. And also I'm offering a Motivating Your Teen Success Guide. These are 10 success habits for teenagers to excel in their confidence as well. And that is also available on my website at MichelleMeta.com. I'm offering confidence parity sessions as well. If you guys want to jump on and jump on a call with me just for 30 minutes, I do have seven spots available in the next coming weeks. So please do connect with me. Love to hear from you. What did you like about our podcast? What did you like about our message? We're always looking to grow mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And that is the message that Jesse and I stand for. So thank you so much for having me on here and feel free to share your thoughts. Beautiful. You, you mentioned the social media contacts. So that's awesome. I will make sure that Michelle sends me over all those links. I will put those in the show notes. She even mentioned my four pillars, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. I've talked about those on the podcast so many times, and that wasn't even something we had discussed. So she is already in alignment. Check it out. There's the, look at that. There's a synergy. So everybody out there, please go check out her links if you'd like to know more about what Michelle Meta does. As always, you can find me at Jesse Mogul or at From Sobriety to recovery on Instagram um, at all the way up life on Facebook or at Jesse Mogul. You can find me. I am the only Jesse Mogul on the planet. And as always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. See you again next week, everybody. Bye-bye. 